Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, June 28th, 5.46 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. December corn futures up 11 cents at 6.64. November soybeans up 16 cents at 14.48 and three quarters. September Chicago wheat up 22 and a half at 9.40. September Kansas City wheat up 12 and a half at 9.91 and a quarter. September spring wheat up one and a quarter at 10.45 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, guys. Uh, we're getting close to 6,000 subscribers. Uh, my long-term goal is to get to 100,000, but we got to get to six first. And, and we'll get to 100 eventually, but we got to get to six. Also, uh, like these videos, leave me a comment. If you leave me a comment, it will help YouTube to spread these videos out. It'll trigger their, their algorithms to spread this stuff out. So if you like what I'm doing, let me know. If you think I suck and this is terrible, let me know. That would probably help even more, to be honest. But in any case, leave me a comment, guys. Uh, leave me a crop update, whatever you got. If you need some additional information from me, uh, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. Day, guys. I send my uh, premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. Ton, uh, tons of uh, weather info, charts, graphics, overnight headlines. You get my daily subscriber-only videos. Also, I did a Brazil and Argentina crop update yesterday. I had a lot of subscribers ask about this because I haven't talked about it much recently, but uh, did a crop update, talked about production prospects uh, for both this year and for next year also. So if you guys are interested in this premium content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. You can cancel it anytime. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. U.S. corn conditions declined last week. The crop now rated 67%, good to excellent nationally. That's down from 70 last week, right on par with the 67% average. So this was a larger than expected decline in ratings. This probably has something to do with the rebound in the markets here this morning. Um, you saw declines in several states. You've got a handful of states here that are rated 60%, good to excellent or worse. So these are your poorer states, relatively speaking. Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kansas, Texas, and Colorado. The state of Iowa has the best rating of any state at 80% good to excellent. USDA says that 4% of the corn crop is silking nationally versus four on average. Just getting started there, but um, ratings off a little bit more than expected, and that probably has something to do with the uh, rebound here this morning. U.S. soybean conditions also declined 65% good to excellent, down from 68 last week. 64% is, is the average, so we're still slightly ahead of the five-year average in terms of soybean ratings nationally. States with a good to excellent rating of 60% or below, again, uh, the poorer states here, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, and Missouri. Again, Iowa with the best rating of any state in regard to soybeans at 80% good to excellent. USDA indicates that 7% of the soybean crop was blooming nationally versus 11 on average. So again, corn and soybean ratings lower and lower than expectations. That probably has something to do with your recovery in the markets here this morning. Uh, U.S. winter wheat harvest is ahead of schedule. The crop is 41% harvested nationally, up from 25 last week ahead of the 35% average. Progress in the Southern Plains is pretty quick. Kansas is 59% done versus 40 on average. So I suppose if you have a light crop, it, it gets harvested a little bit faster. Texas and Oklahoma, 80% and 90% complete respectively. SRW harvest in the Midwest, a little bit quicker than normal. Missouri, Illinois, and Indiana ahead of their respective five-year averages. Spring wheat conditions unchanged on the 
week at 59% good to excellent, still ahead of the five-year average, which is uh, 55% good to excellent. That spring wheat crop is only 8% headed versus 34 on average. So we know that spring, spring wheat planting was late. The crop is behind. Uh, that's no secret. U.S. Corn Belt rains uh, will be pretty minimal over the next seven days. I've got the radar on my screen here this morning, and it's pretty quiet. You've got some scattered stuff over parts of Minnesota, maybe some scattered stuff over parts of Texas and Oklahoma. But the next seven days really doesn't offer much in terms of widespread sweeping systems or anything like that. Illinois, mostly dry. Indiana, mostly dry. Ohio, mostly dry. A lot of Iowa dry. Uh, Missouri, uh, maybe some rains in the northern third or so. Maybe some rains in eastern Kansas. Uh, Nebraska, mostly dry. Dakota's mostly dry. Minnesota, mostly dry. So no big sweeping systems. The idea here is that you're going to see rains return around the 4th of July. And the uh, government maps I think are maybe a little bit misleading because you look at this six to 10 day uh, outlook and they're talking odds of above normal rainfall for almost the entire Corn Belt, also above normal temperatures. And the eight to 14 day looks very similar, odds of above normal rainfall and above normal temperatures. When you look at the models and you, and you break it down, um, they leave some areas dry. There are a lot of areas that are left dry, even out almost through the second week of July. So I don't read this as being a perfect forecast. Keep in mind that we've got another three-day weekend coming up here with the opportunity for these models to change and that sort of thing. So I don't know that the weather volatility is going anywhere uh, anytime soon. Shipments of U.S. corn, soybeans, and wheat improved last week. Corn inspected for export totaled 1.246 million metric tons. Soybeans at 468,000. Wheat at 352. Accumulated corn shipments versus the same date last year are down 17%. Uh, USDA projects that total corn exports this year will decline by only 11% versus uh, last year. Accumulated soybean shipments versus the same date last year are down about 10%. USDA is looking for a 4% decline, so we've still got a little bit of work to do in regard to shipments. We've got some time. Wheat shipments are slightly below last year's pace. We're just getting started with that marketing year. Harvest of Brazil's second corn crop is moving quickly thanks to hot and dry weather. Well-followed private group Agrural estimated that 20.3% of the country's second corn crop in the center-south region was harvested through last Thursday. That number was only 5.3% the same date last year. Between its uh, two corn crops, USDA estimates that Brazilian corn production will total a record 116 million metric tons. That eclipses the previous record from two years ago, which was 102. So you're talking a crop that's going to be 14% above the previous record. USDA projecting an even larger crop in 2023. The initial projection is 126 million metric tons. So uh, all appears to be well for the most part. In Brazil, in regard to harvest, I think in the south they're a little bit slower, but uh, that should pick up sometime soon. The cattle market was higher yesterday. Um, maybe not the greatest performance in live cattle, considering the cattle on feed report, which was kind of friendly. Feeder cattle acted better. There was some cash reported at 137, just very light yesterday. U.S. dollar is marginally higher this morning. The S&P is up 20 points. The Dow's up 170. Bonds are off a little bit. Gold's down a dollar. Crude oil up a dollar 80 at 111.36 in the August WTI last trade. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.